I was glad when they said unto me, We will go into the house of the Lord. O Lord, open thou our lips. Our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. This sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O oh, come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 125 on page 504. In Psalm 138 on page 513. They that put their trust in the Lord shall be even as the Mount Sion, which may not be removed, but stand as fast forever. The hills stand about Jerusalem. Even so standeth the Lord around about his people from this time forth forevermore. For the scepter of the ungodly shall not abide upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put their hand unto wickedness. Do well, O Lord, unto those that are good and true of heart. As for such as turn back unto their own wickedness, the Lord shall lead them forth with the evildoers, but peace shall be upon Israel. Psalm 138 I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Even before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple, and praise thy name, because of thy loving kindness and truth. For thou hast magnified thy name and thy word above all things. When I called upon thee, thou heardest me, and endowest my soul with much strength. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, for they have heard the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, that great is the glory of the, of the Lord. For though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly. As for the proud, he beholdeth them afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, yet shalt thou refresh me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand upon the furiousness of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord shall make good his loving kindness toward me, 
Yea, thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Despise not then the works of thine own hands. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 17th verse of the 10th chapter of the book of Judges. Then the people of Ammon gathered together and encamped in Gilead, and the children of Israel assembled together and encamped in Mizpah. And the people, the leaders of Gilead, said to one another, Who is the man who will begin the fight against the people of Ammon? He shall be head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor, but he was the son of a harlot, and Gilead begot Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore sons, and when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall have no inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Tob, and worthless men banded together with Jephthah and went out raiding with him. It came to pass after a time that the people of Ammon made war against Israel. And so it was, when the people of Ammon made war against Israel, that the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. Then they said to Jephthah, Come and be our commander, that we may fight against the people of Ammon. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Did you not hate me and expel me from my father's house? Why have you come to me now when you are in distress? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, That is why we have turned again to you now, that you may go with us and fight against the people of Ammon, and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, if you take me back home to fight against the people of Ammon, and the Lord delivers them to me, shall I be your head? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, The Lord will be a witness between us, if we do not do according to your words. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and commander over them. And Jephthah spoke, all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. Now Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the people of Ammon, saying, What do you have against me, that you have come to fight against me in my land? And the king of the people of Ammon answered the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel took away my land when they came up out of Egypt, from the Arnon as far as the Jabbok, and to the Jordan. Now therefore restore those lands peaceably. So Jephthah again sent messengers to the king of the people of Ammon, and said to him, Thus says Jephthah, Israel did not take away the land of Moab, <clears throat> nor the land of the people of Ammon. For when Israel came up from Egypt, they walked through the wilderness as far as the Red Sea, and came to Kadesh. Then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Please let me pass through your land. 
but the king of Edom would not heed. And in like manner they sent to the king of Moab, but he would not consent. So Israel remained in Kadesh. And they went along through the wilderness and bypassed the land of Edom and the land of Moab, came to the east side of the land of Moab, and encamped on the other side of the Arnon. But they did not enter the border of Moab, for the Arnon was the border of Moab. Then Israel sent messengers to Sion, the king of the Amorites, king of Heshbon. And Israel said to him, Please let us pass through your land into our place. But Sihon did not trust Israel to pass through his country. So Sihon gathered all his people together, encamped in Jahaz, and fought against Israel. And the Lord God of Israel delivered Sihon and all his people into the hand of Israel. And they defeated them. Thus Israel gained possession of all the land of the Amorites, who inhabited that country. They took possession of all the territory of the Amorites, from the Arnon to the Jabbok, and from the wilderness to the Jordan. And now the Lord God of Israel has dispossessed the Amorites from before his people Israel. Should you then possess it? Will you not possess whatever Shemash your God gives you to possess? So whatever the Lord our God takes possession of before us, we will possess. And now, are you any better than Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive against Israel? Did he ever fight against them? While Israel, Israel dwelt in Heshbon and its villages, in Aror and its villages, and in all the cities along the banks of the Arnon, for three hundred years, why did you not recover them within that time? Therefore I have not sinned against you, but you wronged me by fighting against me. May the Lord, the judge, render judgment this day between the children of Israel and the people of Ammon. However, the king of the people of Ammon did not heed the words which Jephthah sent him. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed through Gilead and Manasseh, and passed through Mizpah of Gilead, and from Mizpah of Gilead he advanced toward the people of Ammon. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hands, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the people of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. So Jephthah advanced toward the people of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord delivered them into his hands. And he defeated them from Aurora as far as Minneth, twenty cities, and to Ebal Karamim with a very great slaughter. Thus the people of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. When Jephthah came to his house at Mizpah, there was his daughter coming out to meet him with timbrels and dancing, and she was his only child. Besides her, he had neither son nor daughter. And it came to pass when he saw her that he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low. You are among those who trouble me, for I have given my word to the Lord, and I cannot go back on it. So she said to him, My father, if you have given your word to the Lord, 
do to me according to what has gone out of your mouth, because the Lord has avenged you of your enemies, the people of Ammon. Then she said to her father, let this thing be done for me. Let me alone for two months that I may go and wander on the mountains and bewail my virginity, my friends and I. So he said, go. And he sent her away for two months and she went with her friends and bewailed her virginity on the mountains. And it was so at the end of two months that she returned to her father and he carried out his vow with her, which he had vowed. She knew no man. And it came, became a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went four days each year to lament the daughter of Jephthah, the Gileadite. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 40th verse of the 8th chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke. So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now a woman, having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling, and falling down before him, she declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Do not be afraid. Only believe, and she will be made well. 
When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, Do not weep. She is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside, took her by the hand and called, saying, Little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she arose immediately, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
O God, the protector of all that trust in thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy. Increase and multiply on us, upon us thy mercy, that thou, being our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal, that we finally lose not the things eternal. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Um, we have for our Old Testament lesson today, the troubling story of Jephthah. We should note that in our practice of the morning office here in this venue, we've <clears throat> expanded the prayer book lectionary, which, which um, is, is one of the main flaws of the, of the 1928, or actually it's a 1940 lectionary, is that it, it, does, it makes very short work of judges and doesn't give you much of a, of a sense of this period of Israel's history where it's kind of a frontier setting. It feels like a little bit like the Wild West of Israel before they settle into a king. And um, one thing we should note about stories like Jephthah when we read them because they're disturbing and a lot of people, that's why a lot of people don't read them, is that um, they, they operate under what we might call <clears throat> narrative theology, which we have to understand that just because the Bible tells you something happened doesn't mean the Bible endorses it. And part of narrative theology is that you read a story and can reflect on it without the sort of moral judgment being made for you. It's being made by the facts of the story itself, and you can kind of learn. So here in the story of Jephthah, there's some interesting themes in it. Um, it's the theme that we'll later see in, in David. Jephthah's the rejected guy. Get out of here, like Saul rejects David. And, he, and, and like David will later run around and gather a bunch of uh, sort of misfits around him as a, as a sort of renegade army. Jephthah seems to do this after he is kicked out. He gathers a bunch of dudes around him. Then all of a sudden, um, there's a battle in where, in where they need somebody who can fight, and it turns out Jephthah's kind of a badass dude. So, hey, come back now. We'd like you to fight for us. And he comes back and, and, and fights and wins the battle. Um, and then, and <clears throat> then the, 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 the troubling part is, of course, he's promised, he's vowed to offer to God the first thing that comes out of his door if he wins the battle. No doubt Jephthah thought this was going to be a, you know, a farm animal because it, one can envision in a, <clears throat> that kind of setting, there are a lot of animals. He'd come home and maybe, a, maybe a, some kind of animal come out to, to, to greet him, and instead it's his daughter. So the story really in a narrative way tells us uh, to beware of making rash vows, um, and which Jephthah does. And so he has to do this thing because, because he, he follows through on it. 
And again, there's just because it happens, does the narrator is letting us know this is this is uh, this is not uh, the choice we do. We don't make rash vows. We trust God. We we trust God. That's what God wants us to do. He gives us the victories. We trust Him and obey Him. Um, getting over into the New Testament lesson, the the theme of commonality with the Jephthah story is that. Um, Jephthah was rejected as kind of being unclean, the son of a prostitute. Um, and the two people, main characters other than Jesus in the story, the woman with the flow of blood and the daughter of the synagogue ruler, are both unclean <clears throat> in their own way. Blood made the woman unclean, and death made the, the uh, Jairus' daughter unclean. So they were not, you couldn't touch them. They were outside of the society, sort of like Jephthah was removed. And what's unique in the story of Jesus is that rather than like the religious leaders being unwilling to touch the unclean so as to be made unclean, when the unclean touch him, they become clean. So the woman with the flow of blood, she was trembling because she knew she is a woman with a flow of blood. If she touched a rabbi, that act would make the rabbi unable to enter into the religious life of the city for a while. Or, uh, and, and But Jesus rejects those old uh, rules, and we should note those rules are not biblical rules. They're rules that were developed in the tradition of the Pharisees between the time of the Old and New Testament, and Jesus, by and large, rejects those as not being biblical. So the story for us is that we come to Jesus as unclean. We're dead in our sins. We're, we Things about us are not as they ought to be, and so we come to Jesus knowing he's the one who makes the unclean clean. Um, as we say in our communion prayer, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body and our souls washed by his blood. And uh, so Jesus is the one who, when we come to him in faith, makes the, makes the unclean clean. A few thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou dost be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.